0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today, you guys. Today is Wednesday, August 11th, and I am back. (laughs) You guys, we got so many things to talk about. World's on fire, but the Lord is still in control and he is watching you guys, and I don't want you to be discouraged, so stick around. We got a lot of things to talk about. Washington State was once admired for its public schools, its thriving economy, the safety of our cities and our raw natural beauty. People wanted to move here. Now they want to leave. The truth is the radical left has been chipping away at our great state for a long time. They spent literally the last 30 years dismantling brick by brick the very virtues and values that made Washington State a sought after place to live and work. The Democrats' assault on public safety through the demonization of police officers trying to do their job is threatening to our peace of mind and to the safety we have long enjoyed in the district. In fact, the disastrous policies of woke bureaucrats have emboldened criminals by allowing them to avoid conviction and incarceration. I've had enough. We can do better. The dream that Martin Luther King had for this country is quickly fading as once again, we're focusing more on skin color than on character. Have you had enough? Because the left is just getting started. Our constitutional walls have been breached. Even our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is being threatened. I've had enough. This must not stand. It's time for a change in leadership. And the only way to combat the bold, hostile takeover of our American way of life is to elect bold leaders who love this country and are willing and ready to fight for her. I'm Heidi St. John, and I'm running for Congress because I know That together we can turn the tide and restore America to the values that have made her the greatest nation on earth. If you've had enough of weak Republican leadership and dangerous Democrats, I invite you to join me in the fight for the soul of America. There's no time to lose, and I'm just getting started. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So I told you guys I would tell you what has been going on with me for the last couple of weeks. So as many of you have guessed, because I'm watching your questions come in, yes, I did. I got the Rona. I'll tell you what, if you go back and you listen to some of the podcasts that I recorded, you'll hear it in my voice. Um, A lot of those intros and outros I did from home, not from the studio And I stayed home for a couple of weeks. A lot of you disappointed because I didn't show up to many events that were scheduled. I apologize for that. But there was no way I was going to go expose other people to this. And I just didn't feel good. (laughs) So that's the truth. And so I thought I would just, you know, fill you guys in. There was a, a person that came up to talk to me at an event I don't even know when it was, some time ago. And she said, Heidi, I'm just so happy to meet you. I broke quarantine to come out and say hello. And then she proceeded to give me a big hug. And I was thinking, no, no, no. (laughs) Don't break your quarantine. (laughs) Go back home. (laughs) But it was too late. I ended up with a pretty rough case of the Rona. And I'll tell you what, you guys, um, if anything, it has made me more of a freedom fighter. I now have something that is absolutely, I have the antibodies for it now. On day three, I lost my smell and my taste, which both are back by the way. So I'm actually feeling, uh, I'm feeling really good. And now I know I have those, uh, those antibodies, which are more powerful than any man-made vaccine ever. You know, I also had the chicken pox and guess what? I didn't get the chicken pox vaccine because I don't need it. And what we've got going on right now in the culture with this mandatory push for vaccines is criminal. It's absolutely criminal. And so I wanted to thank you guys for praying for me. I was the only person. This other thing is so interesting, uh, and I've got lots of theories. You know, uh, some of which are just spiritual in nature about why this was. But I was the only person in my entire household to get COVID this time around, and. I think partly because my body was so worn out. And I'm going to encourage you guys the way that my doctor encouraged me and a lot of the friends of mine in the healthcare community. And that was just stay up on your vitamins, you guys. Um, zinc, q um, vitamin D, uh, vitamin A, for goodness sake. Um, and I just started taking something called olive leaf extract. And Uh, that has been shown to be a very, very good antiviral and it will boost your immune system. And so mask, you know, the mask mandates that are coming back, we're watching them. You guys resist these things with everything that's in you. The masks don't stop this virus. They just absolutely don't. It's like, I've said this a thousand times. It's like trying to stop a mosquito with the chain link fence and it just doesn't work and they're doing more harm than good. And so uh I just wanted to tell you guys thank you so much for praying for us and for our family. And I'm definitely on the mend. I'm doing a whole lot better. Uh I think the the worst part a lot of you guys have been asking me on social media uh maybe what was the worst part for me and probably just was the exhaustion. I was just exhausted. I felt like a wrung out washcloth and I was sleeping like 16 hours a day in the uh at the worst of it. So but guess what? I trust my immune system and You guys, uh, 99.9% of people that contract the Rona don't die from it. And we need to keep that in mind, all right? This fear-mongering that's happening is just absolutely over the top, and it needs to stop. And you guys have all heard the official story, right? They're telling you that COVID-19 is this highly contagious and deadly infection That um, we could stop it if we would only social distance and if we would go back into lockdown and if we would get mass tested. But in reality, this is, you know, in reality, COVID-19 appears to be, at least. And I read this from Dr. McCullough the other day. I thought it was so good. A highly contagious, dangerous lab manufactured trigger for the pre-existing conditions of aging and increasingly chronically ill population. And uh, that's the truth. COVID-19 strikes the most vulnerable and people are dying with COVID-19 as opposed to dying from it. The data show that COVID-19 is not a significant threat. And if there was any other time in human history, we would go, well, bummer, I got the flu and now I'm gonna go to bed for two weeks and drink chicken soup and watch old movies. But when people get diagnosed with the Rona, there's a panic that sets in. And it's, uh, and I've been saying this for a long time, you guys, fear is not from the Lord. Fear is a spirit. And God said, I didn't give you this spirit of fear. It's not from the Lord. And so I'm gonna encourage you guys, health doesn't come from a mask and a needle. It doesn't. And I am not an anti-vaxxer. You guys have heard me say this before. You know, all seven of our kids have been vaccinated, but I'll tell you what, the things that I have learned the last five years, even before the Rona, even before this mass hysteria, was uh, very troubling. You know, the use of aborted um, fetal tissue in vaccines is very troubling to me. There are lots of things that are very, very troubling. Particularly now, as we're looking at healthcare workers being forced to take this uh, this vaccine, and you should never. This is America. We don't force people to do that. That is just the that is. We're talking about mandatory vaccination policies, and nurses and doctors being forced to take an experimental vaccine and frankly you guys even if it wasn't experimental we should never be forcing people to take an injection that they do not want to take and they're asking people even people who have the antibodies to take it and there's a wickedness behind this i don't know i don't know what's going on but i'm gonna you know heidi st john i've been saying this forever i am not doing it and uh it's just it's crazy to me i I'm watching increasingly now and I'm getting uh, letters and normally I would do, I'm going to answer your questions on Thursday and Friday, but, uh, my friend Dorinda Wilson is on the show with me tomorrow. She's got a great new book out and you guys are gonna be encouraged. So tomorrow and Friday, Dorinda's gonna be on the show with me today. And then I'm gonna come back on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday of next week and just start answering tons of your questions because as you guys have, have been observing, I have not been answering them. I have not felt up to it. But most of the questions that are coming in right now, I'll be honest with you, have to do with these mandatory vaccines. Abby from Richmond wrote in and said, Heidi, I'm very concerned about the mandated vaccine scenes and erosions of our freedom abby i am with you i'm equally concerned with how people seem to be relinquishing their freedoms because they agree with this not seeming to understand that once freedom is gone it's gone my question is how do we mobilize the masses of people not just politicians who are unwilling to give up our freedom before it's too late i want to do something but i don't know how uh, what can ordinary citizens do to take back the country? So there are lots of people who are starting to stand up against this Right now, today, you guys, is something called Walk Out Wednesday. And it starts at whatever time zone you're in, it starts at noon in your time zone. And so this is a peaceful protest. It's called Walking Out of Your Place of Employment, Walking Out of Your School at noon in your time zone on Wednesday, August 11th. Why? Because no one should be forced and coerced and pressured to get an injection. I don't care what it is. This is this is wrong. Uh, the Federal Emergency Use Authorization Law and the FDA, including the FDA fax sheet, state unequivocally, that each person has the option to accept or refuse the shot. The shots are experimental and investigational, have not been licensed by the FDA. The Nuremberg Code also states that voluntary consent is absolutely essential. I find it fascinating, you guys, that for now an entire year, and you guys kind of heard me rail about this, you know, uh, about essential workers and the frontline workers and all that. And of course, we're very thankful to people on the front lines. But I believe that we elevated them almost to a godlike status. It was bizarre to me uh, saying that these people are heroes. Well, there are lots of people, people in the middle, and the, especially the very beginning of the pandemic, we didn't know what the heck was going on. People who didn't have PPE working at Walmart were also heroes, right? Uh, we, we just, we've lost our way. And I appreciate our healthcare workers who have been on the front lines. Absolutely, um, we needed them. But guess what's happening now? Uh, they're being terminated. Because they don't want to make a personal decision uh, to, uh, because they want to be able to make rather a personal decision to refuse a shot. And, you know, I keep hearing people say, well, the COVID vaccine, yeah, it's not FDA approved and that's why we shouldn't take it. Uh, okay, so the fact that it's not approved should really bother people, but that's not why I'm standing up against this. Because when it does get approved by the FDA and it will, then the pressure for people to take it is going to be unbearable. And so we got to stop hiding behind this whole, you know, it's an unproven and untested vaccine. No, Americans have a choice. This has to be a choice. So even if you are not being forced to get the COVID shot, please, you guys, stand in solidarity with other be- with other people who are being mandated. Stand with your friends, your healthcare workers, veterans, people who serve our veterans, men and women in the military, students and the millions of people who are being forced to take a COVID shot or be terminated or move from school. And so this is happening today. This is Walkout Wednesday. Employers, businesses, schools, medical facilities, public places trying to force the COVID vaccine on employees and students and patrons, they got to hear from you. Um, And so I'm gonna encourage you to participate. I'm gonna link back to it in the show notes today. Then I'm also gonna be linking to an article about uh, Walkout Wednesday, and so you guys need to stand up for freedom. This is about our. This is about our freedom. This is about us making the decision whether or not we get vaccinated. That should be our choice. They should never force a shot on anybody. I am nobody's experiment, and um, we and we can stand for American freedom. So that's what we're doing today. This is Walkout Wednesday. Also, I'm starting to see some articles come through. Uh, talking about independence from this from this tyranny. And the largest healthcare union right now in the United States is fighting the mandatory COVID-19 vaccine. And we're going to see how this goes. I'm, I believe it's a New York-based uh, 1199 SEIU, United Healthcare Workers. They represent 400,000 nurses and caregivers across the United States, including my home state of Washington. And George Gresham, who's the president of the union, reportedly says that hospital systems don't have the right to mandate vaccines for their employees this is we are living in an incredible time in human history an absolutely incredible time and we have an opportunity to stand up and if we don't stand up right now we 're straight up going to lose our freedom and that's that's the bottom line and so we're watching uh, nurses and doctors here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, they did a, 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 a sign waving I think for three hours the other day, I wasn't feeling well enough to go. So I wasn't at that event because um, I had been at an event in the morning. And so I will tell you this about the Rona so even though I'm over it and I haven't had a fever for days and days, I wear out pretty easily still. So like I'll go to an event in the morning and I'll speak at something, and then I'll just come home and I'll take a nap. And frankly, you know, and I've been reading the Tuttle Twins to my kids. Oh my gosh, you guys! I'm reading the Tuttle Twins books. If anybody knows how to get the the author of those that series on my show, I want to talk to them. It is fantastic. So Sailor and I have been going through the Tuttle Twins uh, books. We're reading all about socialism and about the law. And uh, we got to start educating our kids. But the bottom line is we are living right now in an incredible time. And this is, this is it. This is a watershed moment for us and we need to stand for freedom. It's part of my run for Congress. I will never, ever uh, be in favor of mandatory vaccines. I would never be in favor of lockdowns. We learn now what a terrible, devastating thing this has been for our country and for our communities. And so uh, we need to be able to stand against it. Also. Since it's Wednesday, I have some more good news for you guys. Of course, you saw this yesterday, right, that uh, Governor Cuomo has resigned as the creepy governor of New York. He, of course, embattled over the allegations of sexual harassment and sexual misconduct of at least 11 women, which, of course, violates state and federal law. And I think it's so fun to watch the left eat its own right now, right? So Chuck Schumer and Kristen Gillibrand and Nancy Pelosi and even Joe Biden come out and said, yeah, you should probably, you should probably step down. But you guys forget about the sexual harassment thing for just a second, because frankly, you know, I don't believe all women and, you know, none of us were there. And so Joe Biden, you know, he's, he's as creepy as uh as Cuomo, as far as I'm concerned, but what's really concerning to me is Cuomo's botched response to the COVID pandemic. You guys are watching watching all this, right? So he, people have been criticizing him for a long time because of the cover up of his deadly nursing home policy, and I've been reading conservative media outlets now for a long time covering the scandal, right? But it wasn't until the New York Attorney General's office released a report earlier this year detailing the cover-up that the issue finally started to get some mainstream attention. And frankly, I would like to see him prosecuted for that. I mean, that would just make my day. I would love to see him prosecuted for that. Um, And I thought I watched his press conference at least as much as I could stomach, but he began by, you know, defending himself and saying that his offending comments were just, it was a joke and he didn't mean it. And you guys, normal people don't behave like that. I mean, truly, I don't know anybody. Uh, I can't even imagine somebody at my place of, of employment treating another employee that way. And so, so many, there's so many things wrong with what's happening in New York right now. Uh, But rather than continue to fight against the political storm that's been brewing since last spring when he forced the nursing homes to accept coronavirus-positive patients, Coma said, fine, I'll resign. So I think he's got like 14 days left. This guy is a creep. And I frankly hope their whole, their whole uh, house of cards begins to uh, crumble on top of them. You know, uh, his brother, the CNN operative over there, you know, there's the, the whole Cuomo family. I mean, we are literally in this country inundated with wicked leaders. And it's time for us to send people of integrity into every single office. So not just the federal offices, not just the office of the governor, but into all of these offices, our school boards, all of it, it all matters. This is what I've been saying for a long, long time here at the show. And I know that you guys are starting to to uh, get off the bench and onto the battlefield because I'm hearing from you. I'm hearing from you every single day. And so a couple of things I wanted to say really quickly before I, I, I end the show today is that if you're in the position of people being forcing you to get a vaccine, make them fire you. Do not quit. You guys, I promise you class action lawsuits are coming. People are going to get sued. And I do not believe this is going to stand. I think eventually when the truth comes out about all this stuff and people are are shown for the cowards and the greedy politicians and the NIH and Father Fauci and all of it, I think there's going to be prison. I think there's going to be lawsuits coming. So do not just give up and get get the shot. All right. Make them fire you. Because if you quit, then you can't collect unemployment, blah, 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 blah. We're watching all kinds of crazy things happening around here. But most of the letters that are coming in right now have to do with mandatory vaccines. And I'm going to encourage you again, like I do ooh, almost every day here at the show. Please, you guys, take your children out of public school. Take them out of these schools where they're being forced to wear a mask. You're watching the, the crazy wicked, evil governor of Oregon uh, mandating the masks are coming back again. And then we're watching Senator Rand Paul standing up against it. Senator Ted Cruz yesterday announcing that he is, he is introducing legislation right now on the floor of the Senate to uh, stop these mask mandates and these lockdowns. But you guys, you, there are more of you. So stand up. Stand up for yourself. And uh, for goodness sake, take your vitamins, drink lots of water, get outside. Well, actually, if you live where I live, you're not gonna wanna get outside for the next couple of days. I heard that tomorrow's gonna be 108. That is just, that's not very fun. I mean, this happens to us, you know, about once a year, I guess, we get really, really hot temperatures. It's not that unusual. People are like, oh my gosh, global warm. Listen, this, I've grown up in this area and every once in a while, the 116 thing, now that was completely bizarre, but it does get up into the, up into the hundreds. The day that my daughter got married nine years ago, she had a very, very, that was a very, very hot, hot day. August in the Northwest is hot. It's just hot. But I'm telling you what, you guys, take care of yourself, right? Take care of your health. Take your vitamins. Do the essential oil thing. Drink lots of of liquids. Uh, Take vitamin C. I have a, in fact, I'll link back to in the show notes. There's a couple of um, vitamins that I swear by. And as soon as I realized that I was coming down with COVID, actually, I didn't realize it for a while. I thought I just had allergies until I lost my smell and my taste. And then after that, I got very, very sick. But as soon as I realized, oh man, I'm coming down with something, I had the kids just and my husband and everybody in our family, you know, up their vitamins, up their, their zinc and the Cusartan, which helps your body's cells um, absorb the zinc. And I have a powdered vitamin C that we mixed in water. And I'm telling you what, nobody else in my family got it. And so you guys can take care of yourself. One more question before I leave today because there's so many of them sitting in the queue. Uh, This one came from Angela in California. By the way, you guys, I hope you're getting into the fight to elect Larry Elder. I cannot wait, oh my word. Woo, that will be, that is gonna be, come on, Larry, you can do it. Okay. Angela from California, Heidi and team. Thank you for everything you're doing to stand up for God and for our country. I have a friend who's just starting this year with homeschooling and she is a single mom. Can you please do a podcast for single parents out there that are stepping out in faith to homeschool their children? Maybe an interview with another single mom. So yes, Angela, that's a great question. Um, If you guys have So I know some people who are single moms who just do not want to be on a podcast. So if you guys know somebody who is not afraid to be interviewed about what it's been like to um, homeschool as a single mother, I have a really good friend who lives on the East Coast. I'm going to call her and see if she'll come on the show with me and talk about what it's been like to homeschool. I think she's got five or six children that she homeschools as a single mom. And you guys, where there's a will, there's a way. And you can do it. And I'm going to end today reminding you of something that I've been reminding you about for a long time. If you knew that there was a virus in our schools that had a mortality rate of 0.01%, would you pull your kids out of school? Would you shut the schools? Well, apparently we would because we did that. If you thought that there was a virus that had a 30% chance of infecting your child or a 20% or even a 10% chance of death, would you take your child out of the public school? Would you go forget it? No, no um, math lesson is worth this. Of course you would. And I'm here to tell you right now that what's happening in our schools is 10 times more deadly because we're talking about spiritual death. We're talking about um, ruining and injuring the hearts and minds of our children. Pull your children out of these schools. Pull them out of these schools, and uh, I'm going to have—I'm hoping to have some of my staff from the Homeschool Resource Center come on and talk to you guys about how we started the Homeschool Resource Center here and how you guys can be a part of what we're doing and start a Homeschool Resource Center where you are. But I am—I am very excited about what's—what is uh, coming in the future because I think we're going to start to see innovation again. The public schools, as far as I'm concerned, are lost. I heard about the school board meeting in Camas the other day, in Camas, Washington. And these people are not listening to the parents there In they're pushing Marxism. It's unbelievable what's happening in our schools. Pull your children out of these schools. They are turning them against their parents, against their country, against God, against common sense, against basic biology, for goodness sake. It's time to take your kids out of these schools. And it's time for us to begin again, I think, to uh, to come back to a place where we can Take care of ourselves and make our own decisions. One more question came from Tammy in Crescent City. Man, I gotta stop because I'm over time. But man, you guys, have, there's so many questions. Um, how to stock up your pantry and be prepared? How do you find a list of suggestions to do that? I'm gonna come next week and we're gonna talk about this a little bit more. You guys, the price of gasoline should scare you right now. Um, the The price of containers that are being shipped to our country right now that have gone up a thousand percent, please, 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 you you need to have your pantries stocked up. I talked about this last year. It's never a bad thing to be prepared. That keeps you from panicking. Panic is sin. Preparing is right. All right. Um, you can also go to my Instagram and last summer I showed you guys how I stock up my pantry and what we do. And we continue to keep that pantry replenished. Why? Because we want to be able to not only feed our family in case something happens or in case food is not widely available. And if the people that are in charge of our country right now have anything to do about it at all, they're going to turn us into Venezuela. So please be thinking about your family and the staples that you need. And I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more next week too. There's so many things that I want to talk to you guys about, but I want you to be encouraged. We don't live in fear right? We walk this world out in wisdom. and Wisdom, the Bible says, comes from God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And you guys can be wise. You can be wise. And so I'm going to encourage you uh, toward a place of wisdom. Thank you so much for leaving reviews for the show over at iTunes and for my books, wherever books are available. We so appreciate that. Also, I wanted to tell you that we continue to just be very, very grateful for those of you who have been supporting this ministry and this podcast in particular financially. Thank you to Laura and Amber, both of them from Virginia. I appreciate your support, you guys. It matters to us that you are coming alongside and you're supporting this ministry financially and we really, really appreciate it. And so I thank you very much for that. If you guys have questions that you'd like me to address at Mailbox Money, again, the place to do that is to go to John. .com forward slash mailbox Monday. Also, you can go to anchor.fm. Uh, my staff has been setting those questions aside, and we've got a couple of really good ones that we're going to play for you next week. And so keep them coming, you guys. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. You guys are going to want to come back tomorrow. My old friend, Dorinda Wilson, is going to be back on the show with me, and we're going to be talking about her brand new book, the four-hour school day, if you're a brand new homeschooler, this is going to be a not to miss episode. Or if you're just underwater and you're doing school and you're thinking, man, there's got to be a better way, come back tomorrow because Dorin and I had a conversation that's going to bless and encourage you. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.